Alright, Yo, yo, yo. Before I even start to talk, to play anything, we're just gonna have a moment. Because we lost a legend. One of the greats. One of the greatest vocalists. I personally think the greatest vocalist we've ever had, but we can bring our arguments to another day. Right now, let's just take a second to listen to the one and only Aretha Franklin. Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel so uninspired And when I knew I had to face another day Lord, it made me feel so tired to the great Aretha Franklin. Honestly, sad news. Sad, sad news to lose a legend. Somebody that I remember growing up, mom would have me listen to, aunts and uncles, grandmothers. Just beautiful, inspiring music that just gave you that feeling deep in your soul that yeah. that resonated with you that stayed with you no matter where you went you know for myself like i mean i could make a whole podcast on her but we've got other things to talk nah, about but we man. gotta pay it really it really really a sad sad realization you know when you think like i know we never lived in her era but the impact her music yeah. still yeah. have to this day is just and a beautiful thing, thing. like I don't feel like you need to live in that era to understand how powerful and how just inspiring and how encouraging like who she was as an artist and what her artistry did for people. No, but I think that's a concept of great music, you know, when it transcends generation, era, you know what I mean? I think in a hundred years, people still be listening to her music, so. No arguments there, man. Rest in power, man. Like, like just... I mean, like, no matter what you listen to these days, there's just certain music that you can always just go back to. You know, like, you have, like, the Aretha's, the Patties, you know, Earth, Winds, Turner. and Fires, Turner, yeah, of course, Tina Turner, Michael Jackson, like, these artists that just, they made something that was so much bigger than themselves. Oh, most definitely. And it connected on a world stage like it wasn't just their neighborhood it wasn't just you know their country even it, it, it really magnified and showed the reach of what powerful strong music has yeah, good music man yeah meaningful and, and music that's exactly what she did oh yeah so in all honesty i don't mind letting that aretha playlist just run in the background while we do this hey, episode i'm good with that man if you're good with that i'm good with that i'm great with it and we'll just jump into topics, even though 
we may get into some ratchet stuff but please don't hate us aretha we love you pay respect that's all it is rest in power rest in peace to the grade aretha so as we always start our episodes how was your week how's uh, the mental health my week was beautiful yeah real real beautiful Got my results back. Talk about them results, baby. Passed all my classes. Talk about that shit, son. Officially graduated. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. But yeah, you know, it's a beautiful thing to I start something. I see you got something. the fresh cut, too. So hey. you got the results. You're like, let me swag out a bit. I might as well feel good all over. <laughs> you, yo, you, just, you know, you got to enter that weekend like, yo, I, I did it. It's done. Let's oh, definitely. Get fresh. Let's get fly. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's a great accomplishment, you know. So for me to have completed it and it's good. It's like, it's, it's, it's a feeling where I, like I feel good, but I also feel anxious Yeah. because it's just the, it's the end of something, but it's also the beginning of the rest. You know what for I mean? Sure, so. For sure. It's like, like you've officially ended a chapter, Yeah. you know, and, and now that you're on to the next chapter, it's basically a new story that's about to go again. And, and yeah, like you said, like it's, but like it's good also that, that it's accomplished, it's finished. It's also that state where you're like, I'm in too deep now. Like, I got to do it. <laughs> so it's like you're anxious about like yeah, what's yeah. next, the unknown. But no, for sure, it's a part sure. of life, you know? No, but that's I love awesome, it. man. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of I'm you. I'm in a great state of mind. As my brother, you know, Sam, I like, hey. you did that shit. Like, you did it. It's yeah, done. It's done. It's behind you. Well, I things, mean, it's man. behind me, but it's right in front of me at the same time, yeah, you know. for sure, for sure. Hopefully, I have a good career in the field, and, you know, I could just wish for the best, so. That's beautiful, man. Hey. How's the mental health? Ah, actually, getting that news, I remember I checked online, it was like 1.30, and I called my mom, I'm like, yo, ma, my <laughs> are, and I did it, I passed it, you know, because I'm not going to lie, like, last week, I told you guys, like, you know, I did all my exams, and. I remember walking out of the exam room like, yo, a bit unsure for one yeah. class. But you know what that happens, man? Like, it, it, It's not uncommon to like walk out and not necessarily doubt yourself, but just feel like maybe you're a bit shaky on one or two things. Yeah. So because of that, like that lingers on your mind a bit more than everything else that you did really oh, well, yeah. you know? Like you're worried about that one or two questions that you're just like, I really didn't get that and shit. And when you're so close to the end, you're like, I'm done. In your mind, you're like, I'm done. But in reality, you're not done until those grades yeah, are solidified exactly, and they yeah. reach. And then when I saw that, I was like, I called her. And she's like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, but I, I just called to tell you I passed. She's like, you couldn't <laughs> wait till tomorrow morning? I was like, nah, I got to give you the news today. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was a great feeling and it's good. And it put me in a great mood for the rest of the week. I was able to stay calm and a, a, a very productive week, I got to say. Yeah, so. that's dope, man. That's dope. It really was. So what's up with you, man? Well, my week has mostly been crazy days at work and then celebrating Montreal Pride with my gay and lesbian friends and just going all out with that. And it's been actually like really, really good. Like coming from like going to work and having like a bunch of things that weren't working, messing up, making my work like two, three times harder than it needed to be. But then once work was done, it's like, all right, Play guys, time, baby. what are you guys up to? Like, I'm I'm your ally. I'm here to support you in everything you want to do. And just, you know, going to a couple of free shows that they had at uh, Parc de Faubage, which is uh, near Papineau Metro. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, like, they're basically having like, even tonight it's going on. They have like these big like pride events where that artists come in. On Wednesday, they had uh, Princess Nokia and also oh, wow. Big Frida. 
Oh wow! Yeah, like it, it was fucking lit. Like <laughs> it was actually like a That's really up, really man. sick time, man. Had a great time with my friends there, and yeah. And then this weekend is gonna be the parade and everything. So basically, just showing my support for the ones showing I love, love you know? man. Like I always say, love and positivity. Yeah, man, takes us far, man. It's been so blessed, man, and and, and like knowing like for them, like this is literally like their time to just. Not necessarily like be anything more than they already are, but right. it's like really just show them that love and support. Like, yeah, we are here for you. Like it, like I enjoy doing that for them because I know it's like a big deal for them and they deserve it. No, most definitely. It's yeah. Like I say, you you have love in your heart and you're a positive person. I spread you could it. Change, I you could change it. the people you touch and you come in contact with. So that's a Damn beautiful right, thing. Man. And I try to do it every positive day as energy much as I only. can. And yeah, and the mental health, man, like honestly been beautiful like, i mean you, I you're in a good mood you I'm know in a mean? very good mood i can't even <laughs> lie i'm in a good mood we'll keep this, that <laughs> this has been a great week like there's been some parts of this week we'll share on another day but it's been hey, a great man. week. we got to see how it goes first <laughs> <laughs> you gotta yeah. be happy you gotta be content with life and it's you know like i tell you all the time life is a journey you know what i mean yeah. we're not gonna reach where we want to overnight it's gonna take exactly. work hard work exactly. and dedication and you know, I mean, everybody's a work in progress. You know what I mean? No one's perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have... Look, the biggest fun. thing is always, like, something that I tend to say to myself a lot. And I'll say to, like, a lot of my friends when they're either doing positive things or even, like, going through, like, a rough patch. It's always forward, never backwards. You know? Absolutely. Like, like I always say that. Like, even if you have something that makes you feel like you've taken a few steps back, that's perfectly fine. But now, it's forward. Like go forward what's next what's the the next goal you have to reach what's the next step you have to take to overcome maybe if you fell back but always forward so with that mentality that's it's just the best way to go about it and oh understand. yeah like most, it's, it's all about growth it's all about learning understanding but always forward yeah like i always tell people you you know we don't make mistakes we just create learning opportunities you know what i mean so exactly even if you think you did something or something didn't work out the way you expected Take it on the chin and just keep moving. You yeah. know what I mean? You learn. Like, eliminate the word regret from your vocabulary. You know, like, if you did something and it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, you shouldn't regret it. You learn from it. Yeah, it's a learning experience. Like, yeah. You either win or you learn in life. Exactly. And so, when you look, when you have that mindset, shoot, you, you're going to go far. You're going to have to go far because you don't have time to sulk. You know what I mean? Every yeah, right. every outcome is in a moment for you to appreciate. Like you don't got time to sulk, and nobody wants to hear your complaints. Nah, you know, I got like, time for that. <laughs> <laughs> like we all got our own shit to complain about and sulk about, but we got to push for. I'll be there to help pick you up. Right. If you need that stretched out hand to help you get off the floor, but keep pushing forward. But like man. I said, you know, at the end of the day, we could only count on ourselves, and the more we, you know, we have good people around us, you know, good circle. We could count on them too, but it comes from within. As much as your friends and family would want good for you, if you don't want good for yourself, you're never going to experience be helped, that. Then. There you go. And I hope you all that are listening right now want good for yourself, want good for the people around you. Keep oh, that definitely. strong team. Keep that positivity. Keep you have pushing, to. man. All right. You have to. Greatness is never created in one day. So which topic should we jump on first, man? <sighs> Where do we start? Where do we start? Actually, you know what? Let's, let's jump into some TV shows, man. So, did you see that Insecure? Wow. What a great way to start season three. 
And it's a great way. You know, I was thinking to myself, I was like, yo, it'll be dope if I had my own car. Y'all be a Lyft driver. Like, they, well, we don't have Lyft here yet. But I'm just saying, but like, yeah, Uber. Uber. Yeah, yeah for it's just sure. like, it's so, it seems like it's never a dull moment. You know what I mean? Like, Plus, it's like it's a little extra cash on top right. of the job you already have. It's like, you if know? you, I'm, a, I'm very reclusive. You know that. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like, I'm very reclusive. Yeah, I know that much. Like, about it. <laughs> I don't go out too often. Shoot, if I could go out and make me some money and meet some people, like, it was really, it really was a good episode. I don't think it could have started out any better. Yeah. And, like, knowing, like, her situation where she's living in Daniel's house, living on, on this the couch. couch. <laughs> and it's, like, the scene where we look in and, like, we see Daniel's clearly banging someone, but we don't see who he's it banging. Yeah. And then it switches off and, like, <laughs> Issa's on the couch, like, hearing it. I'm like, my goodness, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, man. I know it's kind of funny because it was just like, like, what do you do in that moment, right? Like, yo, go for a walk, man. No, but I'm just saying, like, you go for a walk, but it's still on your mind. You know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah, do nothing. Yeah, because like her situation is a weird one because it's like this is like essentially your ex. You're like an ex fling. You yeah. Know? So, no matter what, like, there's always gonna be some. But it type wasn't of even just an ex fling because I feel like they, they have, have history. history. Yeah, they have history. They had history before she got with Clarence. Lawrence. Lawrence, whatever. Yeah. Poor Lawrence. R.I.P. Uh, Lawrence. Because I don't think you're coming back, bro. Well, they haven't said he's not coming back, but at least for this season, he's not in it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> watch it from the sidelines like everybody else. Yeah, exactly. But, like, you know, like, to know, like, she was in a serious relationship. Like, I've never cheated on anybody I've with. I could say that wholeheartedly. But I could imagine for you to cheat on a serious relationship with somebody and then to be in the presence of that person while they're banging another person bro bro that's deep yo that, that's on some level that's why that, i said i would have had to go for a walk man bro i wouldn't go for a walk if i I'd, stayed in if i stayed in there i would have had nah, some problems, bro, if bro. I, it would never go down bro <laughs> i'm sorry like but you know in that situation though what can you say like because like bro they i would have lit that kitchen on, on in, fire in the episode you're living here rent free. I don't give like, a I'm shit. I'm not asking you for nothing. I don't respect. You gotta, you gotta hold it down. I mean, no pun intended. We got the Aretha playing in the background, but some little respect, bro. Like, <laughs> like a little respect. Like you can't do that. Like, hey, look, I'm not. I'm it makes for great say, TV. I'm not gonna say I would ever do that. You would not do that. Like I know you well enough to know that you have a. Exactly I, what I'm saying. I wouldn't say I would ever do that, but it's a situation that I'm saying. It's like you're living at this guy's place rent free. He's holding he's letting you hold it down in his spot while you get yourself back on your feet. Until that happens, you gotta understand, like, he lived by himself in this place. Nah, bro. His life isn't gonna stop because you're here. It's not a concept of his life stopping. Because I don't think like I just think it's 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 important to to have respect for people that stays in your life like i'm not gonna lie like let's say god forbid you're with your girl or a girl you guys having a breakup she kicks you out i'm sleeping on my couch even though I ha i'm in a relationship i would tell my girl straight up like bro like my boy's going through some shit no, no, no don't even get me wrong here because hold on i'm a different type of person but I'd be i'm, like, I'm Yo, saying do your you're thing. different i'm yeah, different yeah, yeah. like i would but not try me, to stop you from doing i your would thing. not put my relationship in front of your face no yeah you know what i mean I but, think and that's saying that too like if it was like me and you, that's still a different situation because you and I don't have that type of history that Ethan Daniel has. Absolutely. You know, like it would have to be like one of my other exes that I end up living. But I in. wouldn't do that with one of my exes. 
like yeah, no. i wouldn't like I, like i would never bro, I wouldn't, try I wouldn't to survive. like live with my ex while i'm trying to get back i'm gonna be like no no, no. Like, i wouldn't survive I'll call family i'll call like my best friends and i'd be like yo like can i, I just crash you know what i'm saying like imagine <laughs> imagine your ex is like oh sure you can sleep on the couch and then another nigga is like busting it down bro like what we gonna fight we Ain't gonna no walk nah there's no <laughs> walk bro no like i don't even think honestly i think daniel does this because he's a bit chauvinistic oh yeah he, he's an arrogant and i think prick. he did that on purpose <laughs> i like shorty was screaming extremely loud for no motherfucking reason yeah, yeah like, those are porn screams you know what I mean? like i'm sure she knew someone else was in the house Oh, like that was unnecessary. Like bite the I'm pillow. I'm sure she walked through the door and was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then went bite straight the to the, be- the bedroom. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Like bite the pillow. At like the very least, put it over your face. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh man, I felt bad for Issa. No, but it was, was kind of cool. Man. Like she has an outlet. She goes. She picks up a key. She yeah. goes to drive lift. <laughs> like I am mad at you. Like do your thing. But like Daniel got to learn some respect. Because the thing about it though, like I feel like he does have a genuine love for her. Yeah, and I think when you do these type of things, well, no, yeah, because even in the in the, the episode, there was a point where he like tried to like make out with her, right? And she stopped it, right? But I which think which was smart on her part, of course. But I think he does these little stupidities to kind of force her to like make a make choice. up make a choice. Yeah. Like it's either you're gonna stay here and you're gonna watch me do what I do, or you're gonna literally, you know, be honest with yourself exactly you know and i don't think that's right and that's thing because like i feel like she's a very i won't say indecisive but she needs to be pushed because even when it comes to like her relationship with molly you know like whenever they end up having their deep talks it's because molly literally like sits her down and is like girl stop fucking with me like what's going on talking about molly Mm -mm. we're gonna get there we're gonna get there (laughs) trust me because to me, that was the biggest situation this episode. It wasn't even Daniel and Issa. Molly and Dre was the biggest one. But, but it's kind of funny. We're going to get there. <laughs> in episode, in like last the last two seasons, it seems like Issa was more of like the pusher in her personal relationship. Yeah. And it just seems like now it's reversed completely. Yeah. You know, the position of power is completely different. And I mean, I'm going to, I got to, you know, she handled it well. Yeah, because before, like, Molly was very much, like, her only focus was, like, finding the perfect man. Like, right. I need to get married. I need to have kids. Like, I've been focused on career so much that, right. like, I neglected these things, and now I'm running out of time. So now that she's come to a point where she's just like, you know what? Like, I'm a great woman. I have a great career. I just want somebody that I can just call on to be there. If it's nothing too serious, that's fine. And then she ends up with Dre. Dre. You know, but... Drew is yeah, a Dro. loser. But it's just like, I feel like for Molly's situation, at least I like what they did in this first episode where, you know, you have Drew really stepping over his boundaries and her putting it in check. But is he stepping over his boundaries? I feel like when you're just showing up because you have a key, because you called and they didn't answer, yeah, you're overstepping. I don't know because I feel like as a person if I was in his position or just looking from an outside perspective he clearly does this on a regular basis. I just think she had a transformation in the way yeah. the outlook that she has. And so it uh, it kind of be like, "Oh wait, this is wrong. Like I shouldn't tolerate this." <laughs> you know what I mean? But like 
Joe's a loser, bro. It's like he's married to a woman that doesn't satisfy him. Clearly. Well, they have an open relationship. But it's you have an open relationship with a woman. And, and one of the questions that we were wondering was if the wife knew. And it was answered when they were in the bed and, like, he, he answered, answered the phone. phone. yeah. So it's like, at least we know, yeah, like, it's not a secret. But I feel like... But he's a loser. Molly finding out that she actually knew and it's not a secret. But I think Molly knew last her. season, though. No, like, it wasn't clarified. It wasn't clarified at I'm all. I'm just saying, like, dude's a loser. Because you remember that scene where they had went to the dinner in season two? Right. And then, like, they end up fucking in the bathroom? Right. Like, they did it very sneakily because it was just like... But I feel it like also weird. the setting had to be that. It had yeah, to be done but the that thing way. is, it's like, you're there with your wife, and now we're sneaking off to the bathroom and we're fucking, and then you're going back upstairs to your wife. It still left that question of, does she actually know? But I mean, even like, if you were like, to, to, to put yourself in that hypothetical situation, like, regardless if she knew, like, you don't also want, you. it's his wife. Like, he has to protect yeah. her feelings as well. She's number one, no matter what. You know what I mean? So, like, obviously, regardless of if she knew or not, he had to sneak. Yeah. The what I what, what when I watched that episode, why I felt she knew is because she had no question about it. Exactly. She was kind of like, okay, it's like, you like both whatever. Kind of, like, come back and it's yeah, like, it's like okay. Yeah. I expect. I know this is going on, so let him do yeah. his thing. But I'm curious to know as to why she's so open to this. Well, they were well in season two. They were talking about the fact that they were having a lot of like issues in their relationship, but bro. Like clearly that's but no but oh. like putting it out there like even for myself like i'm preferably non-monogamous when it comes to relationships i usually go polyamorous and for me it's like it's something that i put on the table right away yeah but i do feel if you were committed like i feel like when you take the step of marriage it's no longer concept of who you are you're no, making well you're making a conscious there, decision a yes no to that because at the same time understand it's like yeah, you're married. This is someone that you said your vows to, and it's you and that person till you're done. But I feel like a lot of times people mistake like man and wife where it should actually be partnership. And a part True. of a partnership is understanding that, yeah, like your wife or your husband at a certain point, you're going to drift apart. Like it's just a natural thing that's going to happen. And a lot of times, if there's outside forces that can help tame the fears of separation you shouldn't be ignorant to them yeah but is it that's the thing like this is why i don't get because like in season two when i think she went to the family barbecue yeah and joe was talking so like positively about her and like he was really like you could tell like this is a girl he had a crush on for a long time yeah. and he wanted her and it's like okay i'm in a rocky relationship i'm now involved with someone who makes me much happier much more stabler because i feel like his wife i don't know like they don't give much to base on but like i don't think she's like a go-getter like how he is yeah definitely and i think that's where the disconnect think, yeah, happened there, there's definitely and molly is exactly who would make sense for him to be with well maybe who knows but, but at the same time i like you said like there's still a lot about his wife essentially like we don't really know too much about her backstory right Outside of the fact that, like, she's married to Dro and, like, Joe's a loser, Molly though. and, like, they Joe's were part of the sorority together, you know? Like, he's a loser. I'm not singing his praises. <laughs> oh, I'm just, man. I'm Molly's just talking bad. about the episode. Molly's ambitious. 
She's like every guy who has decent. You know what's dreams. crazy about Molly? Like, like the actress herself. She's a real life virgin. Yeah, I heard. Which is insane. <laughs> Broski. Like insane. I'll drop in my number in a DM. Kahala. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good fucking luck, bro. Hey, I'm just a regular Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, go for it. Shoot hey. your shot. I have a lotto ticket in my pocket. Let's see how. <laughs> let's see if I win tonight. A different story tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh man! If I won the lottery tomorrow, <laughs> that bank statement would be DM to one person in particular. <laughs> You're so wrong. <laughs> it was like boom. Look at there, it. There let's, you go. Go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Gonna bore in like twelve hours. Let's get it. Oh man! What else happened in the episode? I think really it's just that, like it just yeah. the, the the reintroduction, oh, the fight in the, the in the lift. Oh, that was so. Weak, I'm telling you right now that dude that like was like, "Yo, don't spark that blunt." Yeah, he's coming back. Oh, for sure. Because one. Oh, for sure. Fifty dollar tip. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> bro? He really wanted to be like, "Yo, like, you gonna remember? Remember me? me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly." Look, I've I've tipped Ubers before. I, don't I never tip fifty dollars though. Like you do that when you yeah. wanna remember. Like, I want like, you to, to I want you to remember name, me. Remember this number, like and that's the thing with like Ubers and Lyfts, you can contact like your past people. Oh word? Yeah. Okay. Like because like all the information's there. So like you have their name, their car obviously and all that shit, like but like the contact is still there. Cause it, they keep it there in case there's any issue with like maybe a payment didn't go in or maybe like Right. I mean, Any type of, like, yeah. maybe you lost something. Or not only that, maybe yeah. you just really like that driver. You yeah. know what I mean? So, oh, like, dude, like, I speak for myself when it comes to Ubers in Montreal. Like, I've actually had, like, a few times where, you know, going out or, like, going wherever and, like, being in an Uber and, like, just me and the person, like, I like to talk in my Ubers. Like, you like to talk in general, but go in ahead. In general, yeah. But, like, but when it comes to, like, Ubers, I always find it weird, one, to sit in the back seat. Yeah, it is weird. I take a lot of cabs. Yeah. And, like, and it's just like I feel like, like, I, like when I take Uber, I don't want the cab experience. But I don't think I because like for and me, like a cab experience, I'm gonna sit in the back. I'm not gonna talk. You see, that's different for me. You know, like I talk to my cab drivers. Like I feel like they know me on I, a personal oh, level. And but that's thing, like for me, yeah, I do as well. Like I or at least I try to. Some of them are talking to most of them aren't. Well, I'm. I'm but when lucky, it comes like, to Uber, I sit in the front seat and i'm like yo do you got an ox cord that's always my first question because <laughs> your five star depends on if you got an ox cord or not okay <laughs> i'll tell you that right now like we work on a system of you start at five hey. <laughs> and we are working our way down with the things you lack <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't have an ox cord you're automatically at a four <laughs> no definitely and then after that it's how well do you drive but yeah like i've had situations where i sit in the front seat you know play some music i'll be like and one of the things i like to do is i'll ask the uber driver what they're into like if right. i'm by myself i'm like yeah what music are you into and maybe they'll like say anything because like i have my spotify premium so like oh boom let's play like i remember one uber driver was like i really like michael buble i was like fuck it let's play it so we start playing michael buble and like we're literally like sitting in the uber singing Michael Bublé. Wow. <laughs> Windows down in the summer. Like, I'm going downtown to, like, party with people. <laughs> a beautiful moment. Like. Yeah. But it's like, I like doing that because it's, it's like, you have a person who's probably going to be in their car for, like, the next six three. Hours. Like, at the very minimum, two. At the very most, six, seven hours. 
let me be like the one ride where you're just like, yeah, that guy was pretty chill. Like he he was really cool. Yeah. No, that's no. also why I have a nine point uh, four point nine rating. <laughs> I wonder what that point one went to. I want that five. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like for me, like I I take cabs all the time, and like it's crazy because the other day my mom was like, "Could you call me a cab?" And I call the cab, and obviously my number's registered with them. They see it, and the guy pulls up at my mom's house and was like, "You're not who I thought you were." Because he knew me personally. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you guys moved. And my mom's like, no, I've been living here for like the past 20 years. Like, And he's like, no, but Jamali, I know that guy. I know Jamali. <laughs> you know? And she's like, oh, that's my son. And he's like, oh, no, he lives in NDG. And he was like, oh, cool. Okay. And it was like, she yeah. had a great experience with him. Yeah. You know? Like, she was like, oh, he had so much positive things to say about you. Because to me, like, I feel like if I'm going to share a space with you, I should at least know where you're at yeah like, like you know what let's I mean? at the very least say hi exchange names yeah you know like how's your day going you know, Absolutely. Like, like formalities at Absolutely. the very least and if after that like you don't want to speak anymore i'm perfectly fine with that absolutely like, but you know i'm like i said like i will strike a conversation i'll see how you definitely if you have an ox we're gonna play some music and go from there and like let's for the next 15 to 30 minutes we share a space let's just enjoy have it. a good time like yeah. let this ride not feel like you're working exactly you know and, and exactly. i feel like because of that like it works out pretty well for me no it's true like and <laughs> I, I relate to them because as you know i work in the customer service field for a very long time and like some of the best moments work in there is when i feel like i'm talking to someone who understands i understand them and they understand yeah. me yeah. you know what i mean like Obviously, you have the one-off where they go crazy on you and they're blaming you for everything. But the moment you could have like a conversation with someone where it doesn't feel like like it's a work relationship or my work and I have to, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's memorable. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, hey, it's all about that human connection, man. You have to. We the world's like, too small. Like people become so involved with their phones these days that like they forget that sometimes the greatest interactions you can have are the ones that are right in front of you like absolutely literally right in front of you and absolutely i know a lot of people who are like oh when i get an uber i sit in the back i don't talk like i have my headphones in i'm just thinking like and i think that's so disrespectful one to enter and someone's two, like, space and just one is disrespectful but two like you're missing an opportunity to put it forward it's not no, even put like, it forward like, like you can you have an opportunity to really just like have a conversation like you're in a space like we said you're in a space with someone for this certain amount of time right what's the harm in having a chat with that person you know finding out what they like what their interests are and who knows like maybe that little conversation is enough for them to be like this is why i do this you know absolutely and like you know like i like i told you like i take the same cab company Shout out to Atlas. I'm gonna shout them out because they they've been good to me. They've been holding you down. You know what I mean? And like I Cut would like check. I would leave my mom's house <laughs> like literally three in the morning, right? Me and my mom be up baking or cooking or just having conversation. Yeah. And like I would get a driver who literally tell me like I was on my way home and I saw your name and I figured like why not? And I'm like that's fucking lit. You feel me? Like I was like yo, bro, like you live all the way in the West Island. You're already on the 20, close to the 40. Like, you turn back to pick me up. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, 
the least I can lit. do. Like, that's fucking lit. The least I can do is engage in a conversation because you never know. Like that one conversation, you could have someone having a terrible day. You know what I mean? Like I've literally gone into a cab where the cab driver was not robbed, but the person you know ran like, out ran on the feet, yeah. and like you know they were upset. You know, most memorably, I had a cab ride recently with this guy and i think it was the first time i ever took him and just through talking to him like he told me how you know he suffered a heart attack in december and you know this was due to the fact that his daughter was suddenly killed on the highway Fuck. and he was talking about like he was just reflecting on that moment and i was like wow like i'm sure this is something for him to talk to me about it's because like he been has heavy no on his heart. Yeah. yeah it's been heavy on his heart you know i'm glad i could be that outlet for him and he was like yeah. really like just telling me like straight up like you know it was like it's a he doesn't want to drive but you know he does it because if he stays at home he's gonna go nuts yeah you know so like he has to keep himself busy and which is completely understandable and sometimes you never know what you could do just me speaking to him probably relieve him of that you know for the day you know what i mean and he could go home and sleep yeah. and go home and probably interact with i don't know if you have grandkids or even his other children or his wife you yeah. know what i mean so like yeah you got to be respectful but back to the show i think we got yeah. way off but no, it's back all to good, the show. man like that was that was a great conversation <laughs> i would literally i and i wish i could be a lift driver like on some real shit like just like i, I would enjoy it like oh, yeah. meeting different people like i would too as much as i'm reclusive if me and you're in a closed space you'll never know i'm reclusive <laughs> if you're my friend you know i'm reclusive because you're gonna hit me up and i'll be like yo bro i'm just gonna stay in tonight <laughs> and that's probably the answer you get most of the time to the point where no one actually calls yeah, because me last week i was like if you guys want to come over my place like we can hang we have a couple drinks and no one hit me up so thank you very much <laughs> i'm not mad at all <laughs> and i should have because i was done with my exams legit i was home just like i like i told you guys i'm not going out my family came over i was like chilling with my cousins and everything like it was cool I was like, yo, man, I was kind of looking forward to having a drink or two with the boys. <laughs> nah, bro. Like, honestly, that, Assholes. Thought that we were day friends. I woke up and I was just like, oh, what do I do? Thought we were cool. I slept some more. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it, it you have to. Honestly, that episode was really well written. Yeah, no. It depicted I, Well, that's the one thing I can appreciate about Issa Rae. Like, obviously, it's her and her team, but... The vision that she has for this show and like the vision that she's had for pretty much every project that she's done like you can tell like there's a lot of thorough thought and like there's there's a timeline that they have of how things are going to go which is why like when people were freaking out about lawrence not being in season three it makes like, sense dude they were starting a fucking petition what yeah to be like no bring him into season three like first off it's already written and recorded like not only not just that it. like even if but you two, follow the storyline yeah like understand like from season one yeah he was in a lot season two he was in it even less because they're going separate directions but of course and like the whole thing of them being in the apartment when it was empty and him just kind of being like i gotta go like splitting yeah it was basically saying like that's it this uh, is the separation like it's done, done yeah. so if we never see him again i'm not gonna be mad at that because he served his purpose because isa is the star of this show right like it wasn't Issa and Laura's. No, it's Issa's life. But it's kind of funny because I feel like in the first two season, we saw Issa as the bread, the breadwinner, the yeah. provider, the stable one, and now the role has completely flipped. But you know, on her. I feel like that was a mind fuck too because 
although yeah lawrence wasn't working early on and like he decided to like join best buy get a job there it was clear that he was still in some way shape or form supporting matonally like no, but remember he ended up with that job at that. Yeah, that, like, uh, at, like he went to Best Buy. No, it wasn't well, Best, af- after I, Best Buy. After he started up at yeah. that startup company. But what I'm saying is like firm. for him to have been there that whole time trying to get his app going and like getting that pushed forward and for her with her job, she wasn't making much at all. Sorry? Yeah. So like with that happening, it, it was a matter of you're looking at he had to have been supporting. Like it couldn't have all been coming out of her pocket because once he leaves, then the she rent couldn't afford the it. rent yeah, went up right. what sixty bucks or something yeah. like that, and she's like, I can't do it. Right. So from that, but I also feel like from a perspective, Issa is a person who doesn't want to be alone. Yeah, I agree with that. And like, because even when like her and Lawrence was going through like that that rough patch, she was like hooking up with homeboy in the basement. Yeah. Or on the first floor. <laughs> she was going through her rotation. Ho- <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it really showed, like, and like, I feel like she goes to Daniel because there's a sense of comfort. Yeah, and it, I, it's an old friend, an old fling. She and also wanted to feel wanted. It's someone that knows her. Right. Because if, even when they were separating her and Lawrence. Yeah. Like, he, remember, he went through that whole threesome experience. <laughs> And he was going through his whole face too, so it was like he dropped the fucking ball. <laughs> what a loser, bro! You in a threesome? I can't get it up. What? You better use that mount. You feel me? <laughs> I'm like, yo, give me five minutes, but this tongue is alive and well. <laughs> like, fuck out of here. Nah, he was bugging. <laughs> but like, you know, like even just that, I feel like she wants Daniel. She just doesn't want to seem desperate. Yeah. So, and I feel like if she doesn't put herself in his way, I won't even he, say desperate. I feel like she wants to be wanted before she says that she wants him. Right. Because I feel like with Lawrence, she felt unwanted after a while. Yeah. Like his focus was just on his app and his career. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like, even with her friend too, Molly and her other friends, like I, everyone it, around her is doing something well. Like, and they're doing what they want to yeah, do. Yeah, they're doing what they want to do. They're doing well at what they want to do. And, and they're enjoying the fruits of their labor. Yeah, and she's just trying to find her way, you know. Yeah. Like, even with her little dusty job, like, you know. Yeah. She's really, like, not happy there. <laughs> and she just, like. Dude, that what? boss was a bitch this episode, bro. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But it's like, it's one of those things that's, like, I wish we've had this conversation about my personal job, my most yeah. recent one. And it was like, the job itself wasn't hard and it was enjoyable. I was talking to people and like really getting to know people on a personal level. And it's just like sometimes when you're in a position of power, you should also have the ability and the humility to listen. Because you might be in control of making decisions, but you have people who are on the field. They're out there. They're knowing what people react to, what people like, what people don't like. And you should pay attention if you want your business to be long term. Because and, I feel like this issue. And on top of that, it was like, you know, you had that coworker that gave you to the paper and you're like, yeah, I'm not doing the call outs. You do the call outs. Right. So then she does the call outs and essentially gets the reasons right. why all these people backed out. So now we have like concrete, like these are the stats. These are the things that are a very common theme between right. all these people. And I'm presenting it to you, like, to be like, this is what they told me. This is why they backed out. 
if we fix these things, business will be booming again. Right, but it's also it's not. You it's, shout me down. It's also noticeable that, like, as much as Issa may look like she's like lackadaisical, lazy, like any other person would have just done what they were told. Yeah, and the thing is. What she did was actually more beneficial for the company exactly. than just calling people who already mess with you. Yeah. Like they already do business yeah. with you. They're already with you. Like it's cool. You need to really understand why those people who was doing business with you no longer. Because the best businesses, they know what works well, but they also know where they failed. Right. And if you're not going to take that initiative to find out why people have said no to you, and why now you have to make improvements essentially you're living in a state of ignorance you're just right. being like oh you're not here anymore bye move on but that especially when they were once doing business with you right? exactly so i think like that's very there important. was a reason why they accepted you in and but there's also a reason why they turned away so if they turn away from you business-wise you should be going out there and figuring out okay what did we do wrong where did we fail you yeah and then all right We'll repair those things. Hopefully, in the future, you can come back. If not, we completely understand. But you have to make that step towards improvement right. if you want this business that you have to be not only prosperous, but have that longevity that'll work with the people that you're currently with and then other people down the line. But it's like I said, like we said at the top of the show, like you never actually lose, you learn. Yeah. And I think with them exactly. removing, their, removing themselves from that isa's work the company she worked for it was a learning experience like yeah you got to learn why people are attracted to you and why people are not exactly you got to convert that especially when it comes to business business is about numbers and relationship yeah. durability of relationship and communication is key but i it's, it's pointless for me to communicate with you if we already on the same page you're still continuing doing business with me i might as well yeah. communicate with people who once did business with me and no longer does and exactly, to find out as to why in that case it's you learn not only to improve on the places where you fail but then you can improve your relations with the people you're already still going with. exactly because now it's like oh if we failed if we failed in these areas with you we may do the exact same thing with the people we're still with right and the last thing you want to do is have old mistakes be repetitive and become habit it's true and it's also it's kind of funny because her work life in that experience with what you just described almost mirrors her personal life exactly you know what i mean I was and gonna, it also I was mirrors molly's situation <laughs> yeah and it's kind of funny how all that just ties yeah. in together but it's a beautiful i can't wait for episode yeah, two man, man. Um, i'm honestly like so happy and secure sir because usually my summer show would have been game of thrones yeah and just being like all right what did that game discontinue thrones, uh, to something no, I never watched it's it. not the final season isn't coming till 2019 oh wow yeah so it's it's a long wait hey it's a long wait thank you isa for a great show isa man. i need i needed you man i needed her and i needed snowfall <laughs> <laughs> i actually never checked that show out. yo honestly Check it out. Check it out, man. Like, you keep popping up and I just keep yeah, pushing it aside. It's on FX for the people at home. I'm telling you, like, I did season one super quickly. Like, I, I was just hooked. Like, the story is really good. Like, you essentially follow three storylines. There's the, like, black people in California, like, South Central type of shit that's going oh, on. Oh, really? Then you follow, like, a Mexican cartel family. 
That's then, what it's about? Yeah, so you have like a black guy who's a hustler, Mexican cartel, and then a CIA agent. Yo, I'm yeah. so intrigued. So it's because like it's three all like crazy stories that you're following and how they're all like each of them connect with each other. But it's only until season two that like they really like we're all in each other's shit now. Oh wow! It yeah. kind of reminded me. I don't know if you ever saw that show, but it was a one season show. Uh, it starred that girl from Power, Angela from Power, and it was called Gang Related, and it was literally about <coughs> the Jimenez cartel or some cartel in. I don't think I saw it. Um, in the in California and the Mexican cartel, they're selling fish scale, <coughs> and and how like you know it the storyline is about like this father he raises his son to be like a banker he raises his adopted son to be in the police force and his other son's like a gangster gangster wow. and so like he has a son who's a banker to clean the family money he has the <laughs> the, the other adopted son That's whose cop? father died who's a cop but like high ranking cia yeah, yeah, yeah. officer to, so like they always get the drop on like when they're gonna get hit and then you have like the ignorant son Sorry, who guys. just does dumb shit. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because um, uh, homie from uh, Wu Tang's in that show, RZA. He's actually plays an agent. Dude, RZA's in Snowfall. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's he was in one episode. He was in one. Well, oh, okay. One episode so far. I don't know if he comes back. I again. feel like when you describe the Snowfall, it literally because yeah. they keep referring to like the drug as because there's there's an episode where. Uh, the black main character Franklin, he learns how to cook crack. Oh wow! Yeah. I gotta watch this, man. So like, basically, he meets the wizard, and the wizard is Riza. Oh wow! So Riza basically tells him, "Yeah, like this is what you do with the cocaine. Like, you can break it down. You'll get more of it when you do it this way, and you can sell it like however much you want. They will always come back." And he wow. like they literally like tell you how to cook crack on snowfall wow. <laughs> but i'm gonna watch it. i never yeah. really pay attention no but it's it's fucking crazy Cause i figured like snowfall was gonna be some vampire no you know, shit I'm, like i kept like so far like the one thing i really like about this show is it's unlike a lot of other like shows that deal with like the cocaine business show right. that they're really focused on the human mentality and emotions that go into being in this life. Wow. So it's like, like a lot of the shows we've seen, I'm a gangster, I, I sell drugs. Right. Oh, you do me wrong, boom, I kill you, that's it. And then right. it's like, I just move on to the next hustle, you know? Right. But in this, it's like, somebody kills someone and then now it's like the emotional trauma that they're dealing with it's funny because gang related it. i'm sure they're yeah. probably written by the same people and it's like the family shit that it possibly is yeah because like you have like with the mexican cartel it's like the family is like a whole business like they're doing it together but at right. the same time within the family there's issues there's, yeah like yeah. i don't trust this person this person's weak this is going on we, it's like, so it's funny so it's fucking like layered, man it's so fucking layered. like it's such a i'm gonna check in and find out if like because it's like made by it's, the same people because it's funny because gang related you have that same issue of trust where the gangster don't trust the adopted brother who is the cop yeah he's like yo he don't got her back you know he's not gonna watch out and then this guy's like really literally putting his his career on the Dude, line I'm to be like yo like, watch out they come what watch snowfall man like, i think i'm a, i'm already like, I, said, like I watched like the first episode and i was like all right i like where this is going by episode three, four, I was hooked. Though there is one episode in the first season that 
there's a situation that happens that I'm telling you, like, you're, you're going to get... I felt weird. Like, I was just like, yo, this is actually happening. Like, this is fucked up. Wow. Yeah. Like, did, you, it, did you watch Power? Dude, I... I know you I fell off I, a bit. Yeah, like, the mm. last episode, maybe, like, episode one or two in season three. Oh, so you're way back. Yeah, no, I, I literally, like, the only reason I know what's happening in Power is because I listen to podcasts. Oh, wow. Like, now literally, you, that's the only you, reason. Like, honestly, like, like you gotta I catch just, up with that, too. No, like... The writing on that show is so fucking bad. Like, I can't take it. You know what's funny? Because Gang Related and Power started out at literally at the same time. Yeah. And I feel like the hype that Power got forced them not even to, like, continue the storyline. I know. And, and, like, I really liked season one of Power. I thought it was real. But the thing that pisses me off is everyone in that show is so fucking dumb. It's, and like, it's not dumb, but it's like, I feel like... No, but like, okay, Ghost? I'm sorry. How are you, like, the leader of this shit? Like, you're the one who makes all the big decisions, but yet every decision you've made has been the dumbest fucking decision in the world. I wouldn't say... I, I could see where you're coming from with that, but, like, to me, I feel like what where my mind turns from it, but I just watch it for entertaining value, is... is like, it's predictable, almost. Like... I and. That's the thing. If I can sit there and watch something and be like, this is going to happen. It's not even like I could pinpoint what happened, but it's like, it's super expected. Like, I expect something to happen. It's like like the same thing for movies. Like one thing about movies, there's this little like trick where within the first 15 minutes, no matter what the movie is, no matter what it is, within the first 15 minutes, if you pay close enough attention and you know the little tricks, nuances, and rules that are applied to movies, you can figure out the whole plot in the first 15 minutes. This is one of the things I hate about Dawson. Because I did cinematic communications, so I learned all these tricks. Hey, Dawson's a great place, man. I, I love the social life of it, but Sincom ruined movies for me. But it's, And they told me it would, because movies and television, I'm telling you, like I watch them, I'm just like, this is going to happen. Bro, and it I'm telling happens. you, you saying that, like... I watched last night. I was with, well, I was I was watching a movie. And we could keep it at wait, that. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay, buddy. I was watching Hurricane Heist. Okay, buddy. Yeah, you heard that, right? You heard that. He had to hold himself back. <laughs> you guys are bugging. Anyway, I was watching. A, I was watching you, Teddy Bear. You back? <laughs> you bugging, bro? <laughs> Jamali's back, baby. I didn't let your secret out the bag. Hey, hey ch- and, yo, you chill. <laughs> exactly. Let's move on. Anyways, and I'm watching Hurricane Heist, and I'm like literally in the first 15 minutes, I was like, okay, like this is gonna happen. It's like literally a story about two brothers, and one became went to the military, and one became a meteorologist. But essentially, the story starts out. <coughs> They're with their dad and they're trying to outrun a hurricane. Like Hurricane uh, Ivan or something in 1992. Andrew in 1992. And the dad dies. One of them hurricanes. You know, the dad dies. And so it's like, it's understandable. Like one's going to really pursue like why, you know, this thing that killed my father. Yeah. And like within the first 15 minutes, I'm like, you know, the story starts out. The girls like also this chick comes into town. They're delivering dirty, like not dirty money, but like all money to shred. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, clearly the movie's called Hurricane High, so they're going to try to rob the government agency. <laughs> During the hurricane. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And then you have like this like a like typical American girl and like she says something that like throws you for a like throws you for a loop, but it kinda like explained the movie where she's like, My God, I was driving with you for two years and I didn't know you were Irish. So clearly you know this this guy is an inside job, like he's gonna do something. And then you oh have like the God. police department who's like, get everybody out of town. No, we don't want no problem in town. They gotta get out. It's a state of emergency and then we will do what we have to do. And I'm like, okay. So the police is involved somewhere. Don't know how. And then you have this guy, like he literally has the same car as Vin Diesel. Uh, not Vin Diesel, The Rock in, <laughs> in Fast, Fast and the Furious. Furious. And he's like somehow chasing the storm. And You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, this guy's going to go. He goes back to get his brother. I'm like, okay, his brother is the one who fixed. It was so crazy. And I was just like, like 15 minutes in the movie, I was just like, now I got to pretend like I'm watching this shit. <laughs> and like, I'm shocked when something happened. It was so boring. But, That's you know, it was a good night last night. But like, you know, <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned that. No, I'm telling you, man, like, it's just one of those things where if, because there's certain rules in movies that from the time they made them back, I think, I want to say, like, late 1800s, when movies were, like, first coming, like, film essentially was first coming through, they had specific rules for if these things happen, then these things later, before the movie ends, has to happen, like, essentially, like, any movie where you see any movie or television show where you see someone kill a child, that character will die. Oh wow! So if it's a movie, character like older person kills a child, that character will die before the movie ends. If it's a television series and that character killed a child, he will die before the season ends. Like Thank you for ruining my TV. Yeah, luxury. fuck you. I'm I'm ruining it for everyone because every time I watch a show and I was like, he just killed a kid. He's dead. That's a dead man. He's marked for death. Hey, like Safari was a dead man this week. <laughs> oh, we gonna go there now? Oh, we gonna go there oh, we now. Gonna go like, there we now? might as well get there. Yo, do you want to pull up the tweets? <laughs> I'm not pulling up nothing. I just think it's. Now nah, let's just talk about. It. Let's just talk about them. Fuck, fuck it. We don't gotta pull up nothing. Let's so, jump on Nicki it. Nicki Minaj this week. Is on promo tour. No, let's start it right. Nicki Minaj dropped Queen after months of delays. The bitch just kept us waiting. I don't know what the fuck she was doing. Who the fuck she thinks it is? Oh, samples, some bullshit. Typical <laughs> excuse. How was that? Oh, I couldn't get the sample. I will say this though. I listened to the album in its entirety. It's not a bad album. It's not about. It's decent. There's a few tracks on the album that not for me. It's for the women. Expected. You know, it's for the women. It's for the barbs. For you. I thought you were a barb. <sighs> I ain't no barb. Oh, you part I'm of the a beehive? Wait, 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 wait. I'm a beehive. <laughs> I am 100% beehive Beyonce all day. And I'm part of the Navy. I love you, Rihanna. The Navy they're called? The Navy. Rihanna, I love you. What? The, what what's the correlation? Rockefeller is the army, but he at the navy, and then from that. Oh, really? That's what they call them. Yeah, I thought they were probably called Rihanna, the Rihanna. I love you, navy, navy, and beehive all day. So, there's a few tracks on there. It's for the women and it's for the barbs. I get it. I respect it. Like, not even mad at it. Overall, I believe it's a. I'll say a six on ten. The beats are good. Not all of her raps are great, but the songs that I like 
I will be playing a lot. But you see, Nikki's not a... She's lyrical. Like, I remember... Like, I don't know if you ever listened to Autobiography. Yeah. You heard that record from her, right? Yeah. I, like, I've, where she talks like... Like, some, I'm, I'm a Nikki fan. Like, admittedly, yeah, like I I'm a, Nikki I'm a Nikki come up fan. Days, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, like, that Nikki... Back when she was fucking with, like... Fendi and yeah, she's really exactly. rapping, like, real yeah. hardcore shit. Like, I was like, wow, this is beautiful. I know that's why, like, to me, in a way, like, my mind was turned from her. Because I was expecting a person who comes in and who has real content for women because she was repping that well, hard in the beginning and that's well not even that a few weeks prior to the release of the album she was talking about how women gotta be like representing themselves better stop slutting around in videos and on instagram and all this shit Anaconda. so it's like yo you're talking this like fly bitch shit right now like basically the way you came up you're talking down right now and your album is literally a loving hip hop soundtrack. Wow. And look, I'm not saying that as it's bad, because like I said, I feel like it's a Bro, decent album. Bro, when you mention loving hip hop and anything, it's never. No, true. but that that's not true because Cardi B, loving hip hop. You Cardi B is an entertainer, bro. She is, but and I'm she, talk, she but was also on loving hip hop. I know and that. Keep in mind, Jim Jones. Loving hip hop. Okay, but Jim Jones mm-hmm. was there for gangster stuff. Like, <laughs> yo. but the point is, it's like, <laughs> I, like get what you're I, I don't look down on people who go on Loving Hip because it's great exposure. Bro, it's not, I'm not looking down. Like, I'm just saying, like, Jim Jones on Loving Hip Hop, if you've never seen this clip, you need <laughs> to go online right now. Pause you can the pause podcast. It. Yeah, pause it right now. Go online. Search Jim Jones on Love and Hip Hop and do yourself a favor. Search Jim Jones. Do yourself a favor. And please. have him. What is it called? It's called Jim Jones. Uh, Jim Jones make a manager apologize yeah. to his girlfriend. Yeah. Broski. <laughs> Jim Jones is a real G. Do yourself a favor. Pause right it's now. Real interesting. Open your YouTube app. Go on YouTube and type that in and then come back here. <laughs> so like Jim Jones is a character. Like Jim Jones is funny. I love Jimmy. Jimmy's funny. Cardi B is an entertainer. Yeah, she's always And she does well. Man. But what I'm saying is Nicki Minaj, my first introduction to her was on the come up DVD. And she was spitting real bars. Like like Dude, she was lyrical. I, at, when she first came out and was like doing that, I was like, yo, this she's the next one like that's it like it's done it was, it was like it was such a breath of fresh air because like you have like i almost felt like she was i don't want to be rude and say a male version of lauren hill but she was like a new version of lauren hill she was hard she was hard she was like yeah. spitting real shit like, like she was the streets version of lauren you know hill. i mean speaking about abortion she's had you know her father's addiction to drugs like real shit like well I was like yo this shit yeah. is heavy and then for her to watch her come out and then she put on this whole persona and it's gimmicky it was like i'm just glad whatever. she's not wearing like rainbow colored hair anymore bro but did you watch the I, interview I, with I, funk flex yeah i did she was completely the same person That's very like animated and, and and a lot of people have been saying this one thing and it's it's i'm gonna say it again because it's one thing i've been saying a lot about nikki the four the height of her celebrity and artistry there is absolutely no reason why she is constantly responding to people's hate beyonce would never rihanna had a video that came out recently where she just like i don't have the time to pay attention to all the 
the responses I get, whether they're positive or negative, like she doesn't have the time. Why does Nikki sit on social media and constantly put herself in positions where she's talking down or disrespecting or looking ridiculous? responding to these fucking people like she does it to herself well i think like nikki lack a lot lack a lot of in uh, like self-confidence and security within her being like, i agree i agree like i mean like if you saw nikki from the come up dvd and Nicki minaj now she's a complete different person she is i mean 100 percent different you know what i mean like physically she's completely different yeah she's literally fabricated this image that she wanted the world to accept and the yeah. world did but it's like okay now the world needs to hear your talent like okay you have a nice set of tits you have a nice some nice cheeks small waist you're beautiful she okay. looks like a fucking ant let's be honest i'm not gonna be going that far and i'm that. gonna go that far and say she looks like she should have been in the movie ants or a bug's life because that is her shape and it's very sad it is because uh, i remember those come up days where yeah she still had a bit of work done yeah but she looked fire right but i mean at the end of the day people loved you for your music wasn't for your image and, sorry to cut you off but let me clarify something i'm not one of those guys who's like opposed to plastic or cosmetic surgery any of that like do what you gotta do ladies men whatever do what you gotta do i don't give a fuck if you want to do it do it but make sure it's proportionate to who you are prior. But not only that, I also feel like if you're the, the thing about cosmetic surgery and you see it a lot and you could see it easily when people do it because they lack self-confidence, it's like that's all they hang on their mm. physical appearance. When someone does it because it, it's what they want to do and they just they don't give a shit about public opinion, they don't care about it. Yeah. They don't talk about it. They don't harp on it. And I feel like Nikki whole thing was sex appeal. Yeah. Which while she was really a great lyricist. Like her verse on Monster was stupid. It, it's one of my favorites from her ever. Stupid. Like crazy. <laughs> I just wish she would do more of that and less of the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like she has great moments. And I think her playing into like the public thing is just... She feels like it keeps her relevant. Yeah. Which a while. Which is bad. No. You like, know what I mean? And it, it, you're not Takashi Six Nine. You don't got to do that. That's where I was going shit. with it. Like you don't I, have to do that. I feel like when people shit. lack talent, they're supposed to do that yeah. to keep themselves relevant. Nikki is very talented. She doesn't need to play into yeah, that game. I agree. I and agree. that's why, like, to me, it's just like, bro. Like, I watched the interview with Funk Flex, and I was like, whoa. Like, do you really have? Like, you were graceful enough for years not to say nothing negative about yeah. safari and why all, five years later, later are you opening your you know, fucking mouth you know what i mean like this guy like, literally come on, man put a lawsuit on you you said nothing you kept your peace you kept your hustle you kept doing what you're doing all of a sudden he's doing his thing he's getting a little buzz it's almost comes off as hateful it, I, bro why did you not say okay we broke up for this reason but five years ago but not even that not even that you don't even need to owe an explanation all she has to say is if whoever's interview brings us safari all you say is yeah that's my ex i know he's doing well and i'm happy he's doing well i'm doing well myself and that's where we're gonna leave it 
I don't even. I, I, I wouldn't even. Like, I wouldn't even straight ask up, for you it shut that it much. down. But no, but like you shut it down. You don't let anybody think there. Even if there is something negative, don't let Bro. these radio personalities, interviewers, anything rope you in to spewing the bullshit. What you just did is the politically correct way. Yeah, I wouldn't even I'm mind. Good at that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't even mind if she, when that topic was brought up, she was like, "Next question." That too. I mean, if she said rude, next question, it is what it is. It, but, but no, if she said next question, I would have respected it because you feel yeah, me? Why are you mentioning my ex? Next right. question. Like I'm here to promote my album. Let's keep it focused yeah. on me. Like after after yeah. him, there was not. I have an album to promote. There was I got Meek videos Mill. to promote. Like we're. She was in other relationships since like, Safari. We're not so. even talking about like I won't say my most recent ex because she's been linked to Nas and Eminem. Eminem, yeah. But to be like. Nas, Eminem, fucking Meek Mill. Mill. You're going all the way to Safari. Why are you bringing that person up? Right. Which is why a lot of people feel at the same time like the whole like Twitter spat that they had was a publicity stunt. And I feel like that because like, bro, Homeboy was on deck to answer that phone call. He like, was right away. He was there like on deck to be right like, yeah, mm -hmm, you did write your own shit, Nikki. But I did like the the pro bullshit. Where <laughs> was he when the whole? Be Who is this guy? I don't know. You know what I mean? Bullshit, like, though. You feel me? Like, Cause like, we've heard Lil Wayne influence, which we know Lil Wayne was very closer, especially early years when she joined Young Money. Right. All over her shit. Like, right. damn near everything she had, he was there. Drake as well. Like, even when she was back with Gucci Mane's camp, like... If you remember those days from Ted Seventeen when she sounded like Waka, sounded right. like OJ, sounded like Gucci, like if you, as somebody who's gone through the writing classes, has done writing myself, every single person has a very distinct, unique writing voice. Clearly, there's something that is undeniable when you write your own things, and for myself, like when I write. People know my writing because I have a writing voice. Not the way I speak, but it's completely different when you put words on paper or when you're typing things out. You have a writer's voice. Oh, you have me. words that you use more often than others. You have a certain vernacular that comes across that when people read it, it's like, yeah, that's him. It's almost your written DNA. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's exactly what it is. It's funny. Like so, I had that same experience this working at this most recent job. I like I had a coworker and he would always come up. I know you were the one who spoke to this guy. And I was like, why? He's like, the notes in the account literally sound exactly. like you. you exactly. Know what I mean? Like so. everybody has a written voice. So if we know who Nikki is early on, and we know the times from the days where she's joined other people, when it's different from you sounding like that person, but this sounds like you. We know your writing voice. We know your rapping voice. You can't fool us by saying you didn't have writers. And at the same time, I don't feel like that's a detriment to her. No. If she had writers, like, dude, Wu-Tang has admitted, like, when they would each write their own verses, they would rap out their verses and be like, yo, what should I change? What do you think of this? What do you think of that? And they would help each other the out. The whole thing about it that I really it, there's don't... There's nothing bad about that. The whole thing that I find disturbing in hip-hop is th this notion it's very chauvinistic and it's very much oh like i gotta do this i gotta do that but to me personally speaking 
there's a difference between a person who is coming up. If you're coming up and your brother's writing your lyrics, there's a problem. Yeah. Right? But when you reach a certain height in your career and you have you you come in contact with so many different people and so many you're going to get you're going to get influenced inspired by what you do, you do and they right. want to give you what they Great feel advice. works for you. Yeah, like, right. There's nothing wrong with that. So, like even even like I talked to you about autobiography, like that sound like very much heavily influenced by Remy Ma. Like the way Remy Ma was very open about her life well, and like, shit like that. A lot of a lot of Nikki's early shit sounds influenced by Little Kim. Very, I think her Rightfully appearance, so, though, her sexuality and the way she presents herself. When does. you say Remy Ma, Remy Ma, Shauna, even Eve, like yeah. a lot of women who came in the rap game, they were influenced by someone like Little Kim, especially or when they Foxy talk Brown. about it's Foxy Brown as well. Like you have Foxy Brown, Little Kim, uh, Queen Latifah. MC, MC Light, Light yep. Salt and Pepper, Lady of Rage, like Salt and Pepper, like yep. these are like the first women in hip hop that really like brought it to like that mainstream level. Yep, where it just it, it catapulted and essentially showed like, yeah, There's this might be this. a men's arena, but the women could come just as hard. Yep, you know, like a Jean Grey as well. You oh, know, yeah. like there's there's so many women that really carve that fucking road so that these women that are now out here coming up yeah you may borrow a style or two like but there's nothing wrong with that no i think that the whole concept like you know like i watch an interview with styles and i love him to death and he was on the joe button pull up the joe button has this new segment in his podcast or his pr his production and he has like one-on-one -on -one conversations with these artists and Styles feels like there's a there's a difference between an entertainer and an MC, and he was saying like, oh, you know, like I never wrote for Kiss, Kiss never wrote for me, I never we never wrote for Chic, and that's understandable. Yeah, because these guys write from a perspective of their personal life. Yeah, right. So it's it it has to be done that way, but when it comes to like Nicki Minaj, even certain things about Drake, like I don't I I find it. Like, even with the Drake story, the whole thing that came out about it, like, I never lost respect for him because I found it to be a bit too much. Like, okay, there's a reference track. Okay, but it was on a record that he didn't say much. It was just, like, a fun, happy-go-lucky song. It wasn't like... Yeah, like, people made a big fucking deal about it, and I was just like... To, like, as a hip-hop head, it's fucking regular. Bro, it's not even regular. <laughs> like, I could... If they told me... You like, provided a cadence and a chorus. Chorus, right. If That's they told it. me, like, on his new album, for example, March 14th. Yeah. If that was written by somebody else, I would have a fucking problem. Because that is so personal. Exactly. Like, it evokes that's you. emotion. That, it, exactly. It's like, situated you're, in you're time You're telling and space. me about situations that only you, you should could, know. You should be able to express yeah. it, right? So, like, you write a song, like, and you tell me, like, oh, this person. I don't give a shit. But yeah. when it comes down to real bar and real music and shit that you're putting your heart and soul in if someone write it there's a problem yeah you know what i mean and nikki's not really hasn't really written like she's not known for records that are like her shit like she's known for just like having a good time she never wrote a record about safari and the relationship going down south she never Damn wrote a shame. record about me as well like only but they had tracks together no but i'm just saying like you would think like a <laughs> lyrical person yeah like 
for example, you take Jay Z four four four, where or Beyonce's about Lemonade Beyonce talks about his kids, talks right? About his you know mom. what I mean? You take yeah. a record about that where it's like, oh my god, like this person like is really going in and like bearing their soul. Yeah. Nikki is not that. So if Wayne Which wrote is her a shame shit, because I feel like she has a lot to say. Like when it comes to Nikki, I feel like a lot of the shit she's going through, she should allow, similar to what Mac Miller did. Oh, that's allow the booth to be your therapy and release all those emotions like everything you're feeling like put it out there like we're not gonna look down on you for being vulnerable like i hate to say this not to cut you off but Nicki minaj is starting to remind me of a female version of kanye where like that is a bold statement you're playing a persona even in when you don't need to yeah like it, it's unnecessary as much as i love them both i think in the early parts of their career, you, they have the same trajectory. Yeah. They were very authentic, very to themselves. And then they come out with like these weird, I don't even the experimental aspects of their, their craft. But then all of a sudden, like you should accept me the same way you accepted me then. Yeah. And then it's like, now you're taking time. Like when Kanye West said like, what do you have to take 30 showers after leaving Amber Rose before he could be with Kim? Which is bullshit. Which is bullshit. Homie, it's shorty's been bullshit. with everybody. Because we all know... Kim ain't that clean. Amber Rose, but and Kim number is, one. But Kim, Kim ain't that clean. Kim ain't that clean. Like, bro, two. she bared it all for the world to see. <laughs> you feel me? Like, so for even like her to go after Safari, which I think is stupid. Like, it's just like you're you're really playing into like the media's hand. Like the craziest thing of all that was when she literally, well, Safari was like, "You remember that time you stabbed me and I had to lie to the cops and say I tried to kill myself." Wow. And then her next tweet was yeah but you know you went to that same dr tiger went to for your hairline i wish the cameras were on me right now because i'm dead <laughs> like bro what? she should Nicki minaj should be the last person to come to even give anybody or call anybody out on cosmetic Nikki. cosmetic work Nikki, Nikki. she's hella beautiful but she's 90 percent plastic You're- Exactly. You're a beautiful fucking woman, but girl... That's not the way God created you. Your nose got done, your tits got done, your ass got done, your hips got done. Your waist got done. You should have did your motherfucking thighs. I don't know why you didn't. And your waist got done. How dare you? How dare you talk down to a man for getting his fucking hairline done? And the worst part about it, like, I gotta say this. For people who don't know, Safari openly already admitted to this. Yeah. He's been on This isn't secret. Like, yeah, he's already said he did it. Like, come on. And and on top of it, how dare you bring Tiger into this? He did nothing. Just catch a body. Tiger got taste going up on the charts. <laughs> you know, like nobody's asking about Kylie anymore. He's doing good. Why are you dragging the same him into tax this? Bracket, so they shouldn't be talking about Kylie and Tiger anymore. But, but why are you dragging Tiger into this? He did nothing. He's just trying and, to enjoy his new single. And at being the end lit. of the day, he's like, also someone who stood up for her. He, ne- he never bad talked her never. at all. He always had, he had her back. Many opportunities to talk down, like and Safari. Ne- Safari had many opportunities to talk down on her. But I'm and talking about Tiger. Tiger and her was on Young Money together. Exactly. And he that never too. shed any shade. So for like, and Tiger's a guy. Listen, we all know like he had a re- receiving hairline, and he, he clearly didn't hide what he, he had did. A six head. Your homegirl, uh, fellow countryman, huh? uh, has a big one too. Who, Rihanna? I didn't say her name, but you that know. I mean, that pussy, you fire. 
anyways. That fuego. The point is, like, it was so <laughs> trivial for her to behave the way, you know, saying that he paid for prostitutes. Like, it's like, bro. Yo, and by the way, Nikki, if he's out there paying for prostitutes. You ain't doing your job, shouty. Yo. Your ass was sore from them, that, them shots. That might mean that pussy ain't as good as you think it is. You've been talking about your pussy on all these tracks, and I'm thinking it's a lie if if the man that came up with you from the dirt to the riches was out there buying prostitutes. And you're one of the girls that most men dream to be with. Uh, and this guy I literally hate, went to I get- hate to be the one. I hate to be the one to give you that understanding but when the pussy fire man ain't gonna run away it's kind of fucked up to say but meek also cheated on her with what he said that in his record yo nas couldn't stand her you feel me nas couldn't stand her that pussy probably ain't as good as you think it is that box is on ice bro you have an (laughs) ice box where you're used to be it's dead like jesus it ain't Maybe she got work done there too. There's probably plastic in Not enough. <laughs> Maybe there's plastic involved. I don't know. <laughs> you better go back to the drawing board, sweetheart. I don't know. What like to I tell just think you, what baby. she did was distasteful. It I was mean, childish. Look, don't get me wrong. I still would. I still would. A hidden dash. I mean, it depends how good it is. I still would. Clearly, it ain't good <laughs> enough because me glove. Because I've never Drake been with never a chick. claimed it. I haven't had a situation where I've been with a chick and been like. Yo, I need to pay for something right now because this ain't what did, it. Did she have a record? <laughs> did she have a bar where she was like, Wayne's the president and I'm, and I'm Monica Lewinsky? I remember. So the mouth might be good. Uh, I might maybe not Yo, that good. That mouth know, might be fire. That mouth, that mouth might be well, got that mean, guac guac. <laughs> her teeth don't look real. They look like implants. So guac, I'm sure guac, she goes pepper, crazy. <laughs> pepper shaker, bro. <laughs> Lady, forgive us. <laughs> We're going off on a tangent at this point. There's like two bottles of wine involved in this conversation, plus more like, forgive us. <coughs> Aretha, we respect women. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Aretha. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. You got carried away, bro. <laughs> I did. I did. I let the energy take over for a second. <laughs> so, you know, another thing that I want to touch on before we close out the show. There's yeah, two let's, things. Let's do our finals on this. I, w- I really want to encourage people to check out uh, Jay-Z's new documentary on Trayvon. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I think that's very needed. Um, I think it's dope that he's actually taking the time out. I know... He does it in a way that he's not big behind promo and he's not no, putting his name out there. He just makes sure he manages the production team and gets it out and there. And it's all done through his whole company. The one he did before on... Khalif Broder. Yeah, Khalif Broder. Which was, is a sad story. You, if you honestly, haven't checked it, it, it out, check it's it out. It's hard to get through because Khalif Broder's story is really, really intense. But it's also a reminder of how... The justice system is unfair. It can, it can fail you when the wrong people are controlling your fate. And it's a shame. It's a fucking shame what happened to Khalif Broder. And it's also a shame what happened to Trayvon Martin as well. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very interested to, to see this documentary. Yeah, uh, just I like know I'm not going to be able to rush through it. Like It's Khalif, not. It's not. Dude, it took me three weeks to get through the Khalif Broder. I should took me longer than that, bro. Yeah, I think like, I've watched. I would I've, watch one episode and then. I've started episode like was, one on bad. Khalif's story maybe seven times. 
And I was just like, because yeah, the it, thing about hard, it, like, man. I followed the story before all of this. Exactly. And so, like, I was kind of like. And I think that was the biggest thing because, like, I knew, I knew the story. Like, I knew what he went, went through. Yeah. But the documentary really goes into detail. Oh. And, like, they, they don't shy away from letting you the know realness exactly what he dealt with. So, even if you prepared yourself and, like, read articles and knew what he was going through when you actually watched that documentary and those raw footage from like the prison and yeah it just too much it 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 really showed how he did not deserve anything like he was in jail waiting to go on trial yep for far too long three years three of those two years he spent in solitude confinement imagine two years in a little fucking cube of a room where you don't see anyone, you don't talk to anyone, like... Just to put this into perspective, not to cut you off, yeah, go we're ahead. talking about a, a 15-year-old. Yeah. Like, that would need like, to... Like, we're not talking Rika, about an adult. On Riker's Island, a 15-year-old yeah. coming home from an event, gets stopped for... F- because somebody said they were just robbed, their backpack was taken... Funny enough, he was arrested without a backpack. Yeah. No evidence that he did this. And he goes, he gets sent to Rikers Island. He gets put, I think his bond was $200. Something like that. Or it was a little bit of money, but his mom couldn't afford it. Yeah, like family. So he was stuck to stay there. And literally, he wasn't even identified as the person who committed the crime by the accuser. And he literally spent for the, the next three years of his life confined in a cubicle because his parents couldn't pay for the money. They couldn't pay for his bail. And it's like a young person, like, I mean, we live in Montreal. We live through tough shit, but this, I think any 15 year old would have cracked. And anyone, he was abused by guards. Like, let me clarify, like 15. Yes, of course. Right. Any child, any teenager, yes, of course. But I'm 30 years old. If you put me in solitary confinement for two years, I'm like within six months. I'm my, done. My mind is gone. But there was also a story. I I I don't remember if they depicted this in the film. Where like those correctional officers that used to beat him up when he was in regular popul- general population, they would slip like razor under his fucking. Yeah. doors and shit like that like to me that they wanted him to kill himself which is you know, fucked up it, it's it's nuts and like that story bro it broke my heart and, and i like i broke down when he finally got free yeah and he just he couldn't cope with society. he tried i mean he went yeah back, he did he went try. back to school and he did try he like, met he actually tried with jay-z to, to get re like to cope with society like get reinstated with society but the traumas that he suffered, yeah. everything he went through, it was just too much. And, like, it killed... Like, I remember when it was announced that he committed suicide. And, yeah, and it was nuts. It broke my heart because it was like, you finally got out. But But the way he got out, too, was through, a bit crazy. It was. You know what I mean? Like, it was, but at the same it's understanding. It's like the years that you spent... Yeah in jail literally destroyed you as a human being. i remember like reading something in the papers where they said for the two years the last year he was in solitude confinement which is the last year of imprisonment he tried to commit suicide like somewhere around a dozen time 
Yeah, no, it was a lot of. It time. was like crazy yeah. to know that. And then one day, you know, the the whether the district attorney, whoever it was, came up to him and be like, "Listen, if you confess to this crime, you've done the time. You're just gonna go home to your family." Yeah. And he was so adamant that I didn't do it. I'm not gonna do it. And I think he spent an extra two months. Mm. And then, could you imagine spending three years saying you didn't do it? You didn't do it. Two months comes and someone like two months and three years and and however months comes and they're like if you admit to it you've done the time we're not gonna ask for a longer sentence you're just gonna go home and you say no because you're then, broken yeah and then you wait another three to four to five months and then they're telling you look listen you're released you're going home yeah no one said sorry nothing. no one said we were wrong like absolutely nothing and no one is even reporting the fact that this is a person who needs psychological help because he tried to kill himself yeah. His parents were not aware that he tried to attempt suicide that many times. We only times. found out after he committed suicide. Right. You know what I mean? They were not aware that he was abused. There's videos like where in the, the documentary. Pretty much all the fucked up shit he went through came out after he died. And I mean like, you know, you had Jay-Z reach out to him trying to like tell him like, bro, yeah. like you have a chance, like do it. Like we got your back. We support you. And you know, like he even at home, he tried to commit suicide like four or five times. And I remember like watching a, an interview with his parents and the mom was like, he was doing so fine. He was good. The yeah. psychologist was like, he's, he's making steps in the right direction. Well, the biggest steps he's ever made since he's been out. Yeah, right? exactly. And they said like, they felt so confident. They left him at home by himself. They went to like Home Depot or something like that. And they came back meeting him dangling from their banister. And I'm like, what yeah. the, f like, it's just crazy. That's, it's, like when you're that deeply traumatized right. and that deeply destroyed, wearing a mask becomes second nature, and that's what. But he it was becomes doing. heavy burden as well. Yeah, and that's you exactly know what I mean. It's like so. he's constantly wearing this mask, lying and being like, "I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine." I'm fine. Yeah. That the bet, second he had an waited. opportunity to be like, "I'm taking all right, myself out," all gone. I can end this. He did. And it's so it's so sad because such a a young life like ruined yeah. by bad policing. Like yes, I understand you have to catch somebody. Somebody has to pay for the crime, but let it be someone who's guilty of it. Yeah. And to rob a child of their innocence, like he was being beat up by gangs in the the the, the jail. Gangs. Correctional, correctional officers, officers were like, seen mishandling him at yeah. times. You know, this was a guy he could have been maybe five eight. He wasn't a big guy. No, he wasn't. A big he was guy skinny at, all. at that Fifteen age. years old. Five eight at beaten, the very most. You know what I mean? Being kicked, being yeah. slammed into walls, like it mind boggles. And they did a good job on that. The Trayvon story, it's a bit hard to watch for me personally because we lived like that it, played man. out in the media too, right? Yeah, we so, like it was at a point when social like especially Twitter, yeah, was really becoming the the source for media information and, and world information. And I remember very vividly when this Trayvon oh, story yeah. was playing out on Twitter and like right. how it was basically I think he literally started coming this about whole hashtag justice movement. Yeah, justice like, for it was, with Trayvon Martin. It was literally justice, him and I remember Justice for Trayvon. Was I was new on Twitter. I wasn't really doing much and I just remember like you know back then the trend then was like if you were trending yeah, you were popping and it was just yeah. like it was crazy and you, you listen to all these stories and to like 
I think we haven't come far, but we've moved on because we've had Mike Brown since then. We have Tamar Rice, too fucking uh, Wal- Walter like, Sterling. We have Walter Scott. Hey, uh, Randy Moss has the tie with all the names on it. You know what I mean? We've had uh, Castillo, Castillo or whatever his name is. You know, like we've had Eric Gardner. Like we have so much situation that happened that it it almost put not pushed Chevon in the back, but. It's like we become numb. That's what I realized. Mm. I become so numb to like when something like this happened that when I was watching the first episode and I really bumped into this really, you know, suddenly I seen it online. I was like, oh shit, let me check it out. And I watched the first episode and the way they get into detail, the play by play, the reenactment, it was so like as if I was watching it happen Yeah. and all those feelings just got they come back they come back and they rush back and i'm just like bro i can't deal with that so i haven't watched the third ep- the second i watched the second i haven't watched the third yet it might be another two weeks before but i for catch trayvon or trayvon yeah i haven't started the trayvon yet but it's I will. Very, I'm, like i'm telling you i'm gonna watch it and it's most likely gonna take me a month to get through it but I it, it's heavy weighted yeah let's uh let's close this off so uh any last words for the people uh, not really, man. Just stay positive. I know we, we started on a, a very sad note. We're also ending on a sad note. We had a bit of fun in the middle. Of course you know we mean? did. That's we what always, life we is about balance. We always got to give some laughs, some fun. Yeah, life it's is all about, about ups and downs, You know what man. I mean? You're never going to have a perfect day. <laughs> You're not going to have a perfect life. You're yeah, just going to have exactly. a great journey. So it's we about all, balance. We will all make it to the end together. We have no choice. That's the we only thing no that's choice. guaranteed in life. There's an end to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not morbid, but it's the truth, you know? Yeah. But like, like I always say, you know, stay positive. You know, put out good energy, good vibe. You know, be happy. And yeah. be happy with yourself and those around you. And if you have issues, don't be afraid to share because trust me talk to the people that are closest to you somebody's going through it just like you you have the means get professional help man we're we are all about taking care of our mental health here man oh you have to trust me we've all been through things that affect us for the rest of our lives but we're greater than that we're greater than our mistakes we're greater than our experience your mistakes don't define you no absolutely not and i think you know the you know you have to triumph over anything that you're going through I'm right and like it's pointless to suffer in silence you know speak up you see something's being done speak up about it and you may not affect the change you want but you spark a conversation and god knows where that's going to take you so be positive be loving spread it to everybody you come in touch with maybe for a second it could be that person on next to you on the side on the bus it could be a good friend of yours that popped back up in your life. It could be that person that did you wrong. You know, just spread love. Honestly, I don't think I could have said it any better myself, <laughs> to be real with you. I was going to be on that positive tip, too. The only thing I will add is happy Pride to everybody in Montreal who's celebrating Pride Week this, Most this weekend. Be safe, as always. Please be safe. You know, drink responsibly. If you're doing anything, make sure you're in a controlled space and just enjoy yourselves. Yep. Love one another. Hugs and kisses to everyone. And we will see you in another week. Love triumph everything. Thank man. you so much for listening to the Don't Be Mad podcast. It's your boy Matthew with my boy Jamali. Most deaf. Tyler in the background. He doesn't speak, but he's always here. Oh, yeah.
Thank you so much. And once again, rest in power, Aretha Franklin. Should we play it up a bit? Oh, yeah. We Just played to it run out. it out. It's Let's so, play it up. It's so appropriate that this song is playing right now. We're so just going to let this ride a bit. And, just like and that's the way we're going to end the show. So enjoy some Aretha, Be the change you want to see in the world, man. Be beautiful, be blessed, be great. You, Thank you so much, guys. Yep. One drip to start a whole ripple. Change is gonna come. Oh, yeah. He said it's been too hard, Lenny. But I'm afraid to die. I might not be if I knew what was up.